This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Empower Trust is a youth empowerment and development NPO. Its flagship program is the Youth Citizen Action Program, YCAP for short. YCAP aims to empower and motivate young people from primary and secondary schools to solve or lessen the social, environmental, educational or economic problems within their schools or community. Amanda joins me in the studio now to tell me a little bit more about her initiative, why she started it, as well as a charity event that they are hosting on Sunday to support the cause. Amanda, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much. Amanda, firstly, how did you get into starting Empowerate? So Empowervate actually was born out of the program, the Youth Citizens Action Program, which we call YCAP for short. Um, I was working at Africa Tikkun, another Jewish-led organization. And um, at the time, we were doing a youth dialogue, and we had all different learners from different backgrounds, you know, from public schools, private schools, township schools, all in one room. And we said, guys, what do you think are the problems in our country, and how would you solve them? And they came up with brilliant ideas, and they were so fired up and so passionate. And then they went home, and nothing happened. And I was frustrated by it. I said, how can we give people hope and give people you know, this whole um, platform to talk about what they want to do and then not give them ways to do it. You know, let's give them some ways to act on these things. Like make, let's make it an action program. So and that's, that's quite a big step because everybody has ideas and especially the youth. Yeah. The youth know their own situation exactly. better than everybody else. Yes. Um, so what was your next step? How do you get action from talk? So what we did was we found a toolkit that was actually um, by, produced by Heartlines at the time, and that toolkit was a step-by-step guide of project management. And we said, well, there we go. That's what we're looking for, something that says step-by-step, how do you do this? How do you make something, take something from an idea to an actual action? And then how do you measure the impact that you made? So we started using that toolkit, and then over time we started revising it and adding to it and changing it and making it even more um, high level. I mean, it's a very high level program and we do it in public schools and a lot of them are like, wow, this is a lot of work. But at the end, they're like, this was worth it. These are life skills that we've got that no one will ever take away from us. So you kind of went to a how-to video on yeah. how-to, as that advert <laughs> says. It <laughs> is. Um, so you went to the schools, you had a program, and did you implement it and did you target various schools and then implement it? Yes. Yeah, so what we did was we decided that we needed to motivate people to do it because, as I said, it's a lot of work. It's not something someone would voluntarily want to do unless there was some benefit. So we said, let's make it a competition. And we went to the Department of Education and we said, can we give this program to your schools and see what happens? So we had four provinces in the first year that took part. And then we had district, provincial and national elimination wow. rounds. And in those, those four provinces loved it. So the next time we went to the, the national department and we, we showed them what happened and we said, this is how amazing it was. All the other five provinces said, we also want to be part of it. So from 2011, it became its own, its own program that didn't even fit into what Africa Tikkun was doing anymore. So in 2013, I said to Mark, the CEO, I said, can I take this? program and run it as its own NGO. And he said, you have my blessing, go for it. So that's how Empowervate came about. That's really impressive because you yourself are young and are obviously more in touch with the youth and their needs. But as a young woman, was it difficult for you to take the initiative? Um, I wouldn't say it was difficult. It, the challenge was that I don't have the connections to get the right funding. That is the, the challenge. I'm not one of those people who's been in corporates and got all those, you know, go play golf with the CEOs and just make deals. You know, I, that's what I don't have. So that's been the challenge, the fundraising. That, and it's even worse now with the economy the way it is and the, the way that a lot of NGOs are just shutting their doors and very worthwhile NGOs because we're all fighting for the same money and the money is getting less and less. Yeah. So that's why we're trying to do this fundraiser on Sunday to find a new way of um, getting new people on board, getting 
doing individual fundraising, not only corporate, you know, and, and getting more people to understand what we do and to support us. Amanda, um, we're going to look at your fundraiser, and it looks absolutely awesome. Your lineup is amazing. Um, again, it's youthful and it's fun. But before we do that, I just want to find out a little bit more about the program today. So you took it in 2013. It's been running for over 10 years, so it's established itself. You have the backing of the Department of Education. What practically is it that you do? So firstly, the toolkit, that is the how-to guide, and then we do workshops. So we get all the participating schools to come to a workshop in the district, and then we show them how everything works. We show some videos of other you know, provinces doing other projects. And then they go and do the project, and we have the support team of volunteers around the country. A lot of them are alumni who've come through the program. And then they go and support and mentor and guide, and then they come back and they present what they've done in a portfolio, and they do an oral presentation with PowerPoints, and then the the best, most impactful projects go to the next round, and wow. that's how we do it. Because I know that um, you have the backing of the Department of Education, yes. um, but obviously not their funding. No, and their funding's also been cut, so they're always asking us for money. <laughs> <laughs> that's dire. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and then some of the alumni, um, it's 10 years into the project, and you start when they're little. You're starting in primary and secondary schools, obviously old enough to participate, but still little enough to make sure that they have that impact going forward. What have your alumni come back and said? We've got some amazing stories. We've got people who've said that they've used the project to actually branch out and do things they never thought they could do. It boosted their confidence when they got to university. They pioneered things. They started their own little projects. So the one girl said that she started a whole sanitary pad campaign at university. Another guy started his own little um, foundation to help needy kids in the area. So it's not only about the outreach side of it, but it's about the skills and the confidence that they learn. And that's they can take wherever they go. Whether they're going to university, whether they're not going to university, they're still going to use that in their lives. These are life skills. Project management is something everyone needs to have. Amanda, the other thing that you focus on is the entrepreneurial skill because yes. ultimately I think we believe that as much as we give, it's important to empower mm. people to start their own businesses because we can't always look to the government mm. to provide the solutions going forward. Yeah. Um, wh- how much entrepreneurial skills do you focus on? So the the whole project is basically a little social enterprise. That's what it is because they have to fundraise. They have to learn how to go and ask for money or do a, a sale of something or do a car wash or do a, you know, bake sale, whatever it is. They have to go and find ways to make money to get their projects off the ground. And that skill in itself is what you need when you start a business because you have to go and get funding for your business. You have to get investment. So they learn how to do that at this age. Do you have any hints as to what is generally successful? Um, I think the most successful ones are the ones who think outside the box. So the ones who went to the bakery and said, look, I know you don't have money, but can we get some buns every day and sell them and make money from it? And they said, yeah, sure. They have free buns every day. You can come and collect as many as you want. So it was a win-win for both of them, and they made a lot of money from it. Another one, they went to Spur, and they did job shadowing. And then Spur donated 10% of the profits. And then the other one, they went to um, the local business, and they said, look, you know, your staff, are they want to be involved in the community. Let them come and help us with our project and let your business show that they care in the community. So is that kind of The thing? creativity out there is amazing. And the thing I love about the youth is they are creative. They haven't yet been told what the boxes and parameters are <laughs> yeah. for a society to run. Yeah, exactly. And some projects, they found a way to even do it without needing money at all. Amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Okay, so tell me a little bit more about your event on Sunday. 
Okay, so Sunday's event actually came about when I was having a chat with my friend Cindy Alter, and I was saying, you know, these are the fundraising woes that I'm having. It's really stressful, and we're both musicians. And then she was saying, well, just just go back because <laughs> you and I both know who Cindy Alter yes. is, and both our eyes light <laughs> up at the name. But do you want to just give yes. me a bit of background? So Cindy Alter is famous from the band Clout from many years ago, the song Substitute and Save You. Everyone still sings them, and she's been on solo since then, doing her own, um, having her own different bands and going solo on her own and writing her own songs and she's just one of those um, very passionate people who wants to make a difference in the world and has a big heart and is a brilliant musician so we actually met and at a, you, you are a musician as well yes which is I'm also something a musician so I'm we, just learning now yeah so we met at a songwriter night um, she was running at the radium where people could come and play their own songs that they'd written so that's how we met and then we just do you write your own songs yes so we're going to have you back to talk about that exactly <laughs> So yeah, that's how, how it all came about. And she said, well, let's do a fundraising concert. Like, that's, that's a good idea. And we thought we'd do, but like a little garden soiree in May. And then we thought, you know what? No one's really going to come in, in May. Firstly, it's cold. And secondly, they'd rather go to a proper concert, a proper show and a proper theater. So we spoke to the theater on the square, you know, Daphne Kuhn, and we said, can we use your theater at a discounted rate? And she said, yeah, sure. I always help charities out. So great. Let's do that. She's also an incredible woman. Exactly. And then Michael Dupina is my, um, singing coach. Wow. So I said to him, please help us out let's do this concert and he was so excited about it he really he's got also a huge heart and he wants to give back and he's so um, helpful and generous and kind and everything so we said let's do that and then we've got Tony Yoko who has a brilliant jazz ensemble and he's got a singer Wendy Allen Twyford and then the other band members who all come together and play like those old jazz standards like Frank Sinatra Ella Fitzgerald all of those classics so we said well there we go let's make a musical musical variety show you know all different genres all in one show so you, it's on Sunday. You yeah. have high flying names. Um, a very exciting lineup. Yeah. What time? So it's half past two for three, and it's um, it's going to be two hours. You know, with a little interval in between, and it's a fun afternoon out. We'll have some raffles. You know, prizes to be won, and Net Florist has donated some vouchers. Um, so everyone's going to have a great time and get something out of it. It's a once-off concert. It's an opportunity to to see Cindy Alter, which for me would be like. <laughs> and you, are you performing as well? Yes, I'm also performing. Your own so, songs, your own music? Um, no, songs that everyone knows. We wanted to make it something that would be more sing-along type, you know, vibe. But um, they're classics. They're songs that everyone knows, like Memory and People, Barbara Streisand and The Rose. You know, those are the songs that we do. Amanda, it sounds like an absolutely amazing evening. If anybody would like to participate, what is their step? They can either book through Theatre on the Square or CompuTicket or directly through our websites, www.empowervate.org. That's Empower and then V-A-T-E. Or they could um, they can also phone the theatre. There's a phone number they can just book directly. Can they come on the day? Um, I'm hoping to sell out before the day, <laughs> but if they're lucky, they might come on the day and get a ticket. And get tickets. <laughs> um, Amanda, if anybody isn't, isn't able to come on Sunday but would like to support your cause, yes, sure. is there anything they can do? They, they, they can go to our website, empowervate.org. We've got all different donation options. There's a debit order campaign called the 99 Club. There's um, once-off donations. They can also volunteer. They can donate goods. So there's all different ways to get involved, and we encourage everyone to be part of this. Amanda, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Good luck with the function. Thanks very much. Thank you.